morning, good morning, good morning. <laughs> We've had some technical difficulties this morning, haven't we, Melissa? We have had a few. So we're, we've kind of done a very um, orchestrated call with through the phone, through oh, the earphones. So we've got earphones, but yes, so we we, but it's it. happening. We've made it happen. So, yeah, we're amazing. <laughs> oh, power of women. <laughs> so um, I've known you for, I don't even know how long I've known you for, but we, we have a few mutual friends, obviously, yes. on the Gold Coast. It's pretty small up here, isn't it, the community? Um, but you're also one of my beautiful water customers. Yes. And, um, yeah, and we've just kind of developed this friendship and connection um, through social media, through seeing you at the shop, through just having chats on the phone and it's been really lovely to get to know you and and I love your work and I find you uh, a beautiful soul with a really authentic spirit, authentic heart. Um, you mean what you say and um, I love I love seeing what you're doing and and the work you do and it just seemed it on the outside it looks like it all just comes together really nicely and easily for you but i'm sure that's not oh, the case i know there's a little bit more behind the scenes that go into that i just asked my family <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. when you're living with a very sensitive empathetic all of it going on there's there's always a journey behind it all and and that's one thing that i'm very you know authentic about that I feel like the things that challenge you in a sense, you know, can only inspire others because we're all having those challenges. And I think that's one thing that when it comes to feelings or challenges, people seem to sort of only show the best parts of themselves. And I think sometimes the parts when we are a big hot mess or things are really, you know, we're struggling through in a sense, these are the times that we actually, you know, through that resistance that we're moving through, we make our biggest changes. And Absolutely. I think it's when we get to move through those, that resistance, which is, you know, that internal struggle in ourselves, we step into another vibration and just opens all these new doors. So I don't think it changes for anyone. I think it's just as we move, we have better tools and techniques to actually sort of navigate through what's going on in our lives. And I think that's been a huge journey for me Um on so many levels with everything and especially this year which is what we sort of are getting to talk about obviously mm -hmm. we came on together but yeah. you know uh, that's why I admire you as we sit together because you've been so authentic about what you've been going through and I think when people can connect to someone and go she's feeling that I felt that look where she is now I feel that makes it real do you know mm -hmm. what I mean there is no I will show up and however I show up, you know what I mean? And I'm still going to keep showing up because I feel like that's my path. I know what I'm doing. And if that's, if I can inspire someone through my mess in that moment, then, then that's, that's all I want to do. Do you know what I mean? Even it's yeah. one person at a time. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that's, that's, I think that's been my big thing as well is to know that even if you're inspiring one person, even if one person sees what you do and it's, it's changing their life and that's connecting another person to themselves and, and, and then, in, in yeah. turn together yeah because we're all you know we're all struggling at some degree right everybody men women children everybody living on this planet is not easy right no well that's what we signed up for on this beautiful human experience yeah. <laughs> i don't we? know why i signed up for it but anyway <laughs> that's i think what i'm realizing now 
is we have all these beautiful struggles, but it's really stepping into the expansion of it all and to really like own the struggle in the sense, yeah. but not stay in the struggle and step into how we can expand and receive more in the physical body. I think the human experience, we can get stuck in the hard lack of struggle that we get. We go round and round and round in the circle where it's heavy all the time. Mm. And I think it's something I've really shifted through, obviously, moving through what we're going to talk to with grief and death and everything today. I've realised it's nearly like a, a rebirth when you open up to receive more. And I think we've never really been shown how to receive. We've never really loved ourselves to open ourselves enough to open up to feel what's really on the other side of the struggle. We've only really seen and been brought up with parents that have probably come from struggle. And so that's been the conscious condition we've had until we get here and go, this is not working for me, yeah. you know. How can I shift this? How can I change this? And and I think that's the other part of to be able to manifest what we want. Yeah, clear out everything that's sort of stuck unconsciously in our body, but then on the flip side is to open to that expansion and 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 feel, you know, all that we can be on this earth as well, you know, without it having to be hard. We can step into that ease and flow and grace. And that's where I'm sort of playing with now. And it's kind of cool. I kind of like it. I'm yeah. sort of enjoying it a little bit more. It's not yeah. as heavy and hard. I know. <laughs> Got it. Those heavy hard bits suck balls, don't they? Yeah. They do. Um, <laughs> Uh, but it's nice to it's nice to be in a new energy, and I think a lot of people are still going through a lot of stuff leading towards 2020. You know, we're in a very different era to say our parents' um, era, dealing with a lot of different things, situations, yeah. and um, which kind of leads me to the discussion about grief. And you lost your mama this year, it, yes, early this year, so. Yeah. You've been through um, what what all of us are going to go through. I've been through it too with the kids losing their dad. And uh, as people leave our lives, it's not only just death, but it's death of friendships, death of mm. relationships, death of I used to do that, now I can't, and now I'm doing this, all those sort of things, death of yeah. health. Yeah. Um, so, you know, let's, can you please just share with us how that was when you lost your mum? I mean, you had the, I guess, you were very lucky in that you sat with her as she was dying. Yeah, and I did get the beautiful gift of the fact that it was really interesting having this journey with mum because I felt like all the work that I had been doing for such a long time on myself brought me to the moment of to be able to hold space to, to help mum through her journey. And, and when we actually realised last September, I think September we got the diagnosis that the um, breast cancer had moved into her lungs and her spine. It had metastasized everywhere, basically. And this was after she had the reconstruction in July where we thought, yay, all done, we're finished. Like, this is where we're moving into a new place. You know, mum's feeling amazing. And then pretty much in a month or two later, we were, like, on this downward spiral. And pretty much from September when we got the full diagnosis of where it had moved, she was gone by January. So it was quite a fast transition and because it was, funnily enough, in her lungs, which is I teach breath work, mm -hmm. and then I'd done a lot of work with Belinda Davidson on helping people pass over, souls pass over. And mm -hmm. so all of this stuff that I'd done all this work with, with mum, I got to sit with her. And it was like this beautiful experience of seeing my mum 
she had to let go of being a mum. She didn't have the energy to be a mum to me anymore. So the sort of roles that we played for each other dissipated. And then it was like this beautiful seeing of each other and to be seen from your mother like that, which I had longed as the little girl that's inside of me so much to have been seen like that because she never really understood me most of her life, being the sensitive, hypersensitive empath with all of these things that I felt and saw and seen. She struggled with that because funnily enough, when I found out watching her in hospital, she is actually a lot like me. So there was a huge part of her that I think that she suppressed in this lifetime because she didn't have the ability to understand it either from her parents and and she didn't really know how to cope with me either. Um, So I think having this time with mum where we got to sort of process her life and move through the things that she felt that she hadn't expressed and hadn't felt, how did she let go of all of this life because she had to leave her body? It was such a huge thing when she wasn't really ready to go like Mm. she was healthy she was fit she was amazing so it was this real resolve and acceptance that she had to come to that this was just it this was just time and I think as a family we had to come to that and everybody has their own ways of relating to death and to the end and grief after obviously but I feel like it starts when you know someone's dying in a sense there's a process that kicks that um what does death mean to me you know what I mean and I started having these conversations with my boys because I didn't want them to feel like they weren't part of this process and I think that's what I find when we have any process to talk about death we don't have anything it's such a taboo sort of hidden thing so when it comes to grief it's just it's just huge. People don't know how to deal with it because it, the grief triggers all of these unconscious parts of yourself. And if you have, I was just lucky enough to have done so much inner work on myself that when it did all come up and that little girl inside of me was so desperately longing for her mum, mm. I kind of had to nurture her through it. And yeah. that's where I really realised knowing my sort of unconscious internal patterns and which connected to my little girl, I could really soothe myself. Mm. And I didn't connect it as much as I did until I lost my mum. And then so that's been a really deep journey of grief for me because I navigated through it thinking, first of all, I've lost her. But then when I watched all the work we did together in the few months before she passed, and then to be there and hold space for as she left her body, I, I don't know if anyone can die beautifully, but she just died beautifully. Like it was such an honour to watch. It was just because I, I was a bit freaked out. So everyone's like, oh, it's going to be a death rattle. There's going to be mm. all of these things that she's going to experience as she sort of, you know, has her last breath. And I was sort of like, okay, I was prepared to sort of go through whatever I was going to see, but she just left. And it was just such an honour. And in that moment, I just felt so much gratitude come back to me. And it was just this peace. And then in that moment, I was like, there's so much more to this. And I've always known that there is, but I think there's that acceptance when it actually is someone that you truly don't want to let go of. It's that human experience that we want to hold on to life. But I think we hold on to so much 
that we actually are just existing, we're not living. And that's what it really showed me is like I'm not living because I'm holding on to so much stuff and shit and beliefs and everything that I'm actually not living because I'm not opening up to what we just talked about, that receiving in a sense, to sort of feel what more I can feel. And I think since she's left, I'm like, how can I live my best life? If she's, I'm just, you know, I'm 47, I'm like, she's 70. That's put, that's, holy shit, that's not far away. If if my life was, in a sense, following my mum's path, do I want it to follow my mum's path? As much as I love and adore her and she was an amazing woman, do I feel that she fulfilled her life? Do I feel she left here having done everything she wanted? No, I don't think she did. Mm. And, And, you know, I, I think you, like, you're so lucky to have had that time, but a lot of people don't. They get people get taken away as my kids yeah. did, you know, suddenly. So it's quite a traumatic experience, and yeah. it's traumatic for children, and it was traumatic for me, <clears throat> traumatic for <clears throat> his family and his friends. And we all go through our grief differently, don't we? And yeah. I know my kids have gone through it different, still going through it, especially my daughter. Um, and I don't know if boys are different, but or the, whether they hide it differently. And I, my grief didn't come out until I was really triggered by something later on, like a couple of years down the track. So I held my grief in for quite a long time. And, you know, I have cancer in the lung too. So <laughs> where, yeah. where is grief? And that's where grief is in your lungs. And that's why the breath was so huge to me and, and to be able to sort of, do a lot of breath work on myself through this, knowing grief was held there. And I felt it because it Mm. felt heavy to breathe. And I started to feel a little disconnected to wanting to breathe as well. And Mm. to me, when I feel disconnected to the breath, I'm disconnected to my life because obviously breath is life. And then you know you're actually moving away from a feeling. And to me, your physical body holds on to those feelings. So when we get to breathe, we get to move through whatever's cellularly stuck. So if we're holding on to something like grief, especially it sits in parts of your body, anything, mm. any trauma, any past experience we've had, any unconscious beliefs that we created between zero and seven, it's all stored. It's like a little say, uh, computer that our bodies are. So when we get to breathe, we get to see ourselves without the mind protecting us in a sense to shift. And so working through grief, with the breath, but also being really consciously aware of my feelings and not hiding them. And that's why life is busy to feel. Life is too busy to feel. It's like it's like you're only allocated at a certain time. Okay, this is when you have this, then you're going through the funeral, then this, and then all of a sudden it finishes. Yeah. And then everyone, no one talks about it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And yeah. I think that's where people feel very disconnected because Grief really comes after the event when all of the, you know, the shock, like you say, of the trauma of the loss and I, and especially if it's like you said, such a fast process where you didn't know it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So you have all these things that are whirling around in your head of what you could have said, what you should have done, what you didn't get to experience before that person and then the moment that it happens. And I, no matter what moment that is, whether you've had time or not, it's still the moment that you're never going to see that person again, physically in a sense. Mm, mm. And then so that's when the grief starts. But it's really when everyone disappears. Yeah. And, and, and that's what I find 
if you have no way of connecting to yourself or any tools to navigate your emotions and nurture yourself, then we suppress things. And like mm. you say, it manifests in different ways. And I think the huge part that I learnt was everyone's going to grieve in a different way and you can't change that. No. And... And you can't push the process You either. can't you push can't, the process. Oh, hurry up, just want it to end. And, and I don't better. think it ever goes away. I think it moves with you in different ways. I think it becomes part of who you are. It's like it shows you so you can sit in the heaviness and the sadness and stay stuck in the sense of what you have lost or you can open to the fact of, what can I receive from the beautiful life that this person who I was so deeply connected to, what have they shown me? Like, what do I want to keep moving forward in my life living? I don't want to, well, this is what how I felt. It's like I've got, I've lost my mum. I can't change that. And when you can't change things, if you want to control life, that's really hard because then you're too scared to feel because you're scared of your emotions. And then if you turn around and go, well, I'm just going to step into grief however it turns up and, and allow myself to feel and navigate and, and find tools and techniques that I can actually embrace it. Mm. And I think that's where we're never taught, even from a young person, how to navigate our own emotions. So when it comes to something as final as grief, it, mm. it brings up everything. It, mm. anger, betrayal, hurt, sadness. Like it's just it's not just one feeling. And no. I went through moments of being so fucking angry that mum died. Like, mm. fuck you, why did you die? Like it's like we only just had this three months where I felt like you saw me for the first yeah. time and now you're gone. Yeah. And like for you and the kids, it's like that he died so fast we didn't have to like so and it like even though it's sad, but I think people feel guilty for feeling the gamut of emotions that grief brings up yeah. because it's not just sadness. It's It goes through your whole it relationship. Everything. It affects everything. All, every relationship you have, every situation in your life, every choice. It's kind of like the thing that's always there, isn't it? Yeah, and I, but I think that's the gift. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's where if we can change our perception on death because really from the moment we're born, we're dying. And we yes. have we have no time as in the sense, time is just an illusion in the sense of we don't know how long we've got here. No. So we can choose to um, be worried and in, in fear of when we're going to die or we can embrace every moment that we've got here right now. Yeah. And I think that's what death has really empowered me with. It's like, well, what do I want to take on? Obviously being my mother there's so much of her that is me and vice versa. What do I want to keep and what do I want to leave and that sort of legacy thing and then, then yeah. how did she, seeing my life and moving through that lineage of what my grandmother thought, you know, the thoughts and the patterns that I've mm. taken on and my mum took on and so it was a huge clearing for me mm. to really sort of stand in my own power in the sense because when you lose the person that births you and it's a, kind of your channel here to earth, and everything, my breath work went really deep and I went right back to my birth trauma and everything that happened has sort of brought me to like the moment and this all stimulated from mum's death. Yeah. It's yeah. been things that I've gone and touched on, <clears throat> but this year has just been 
full pelt into like, well, I just didn't. My perspective, and I think it's when you know that and you don't fear death anymore. And there's a liberating feeling of like, well, I'm, I am dying in some capacity. What can I do in this moment to love myself more and then also impart that to others? Mm-hmm. And then I think that every challenge I get, I just sort of move into it as it's a gift. And even when I'm feeling like, you know, coming up to Christmas and then coming up to the first year of her death and, you know, it's really hard for me because my sister has reacted to grief differently and she's gone very shut down. So, And I'm a very open person and like to be. So I have to just accept and all I can do is view my reactions to if I'm reacting to how she's grieving, then that's something in me that I get to heal. And 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 I think, like you said, for the kids, well, my kids were really young, so in the sense, well, seven and nine, but I think the beautiful part is they've been taught a lot of Aboriginal teachings and learnings and they believe in reincarnation and, mm. and we have these beautiful discussions and I think kids have this beautiful innocence that we can only take away if we dump our grief all over them i was really open with how i was feeling when nana's gone how they are feeling and and i had really sent a lot of emotion from them. mum wrote some letters to the boys and zane read his out and that's the first time i've seen him cry so they will process it as they get older and have an understanding in different ways i think and you probably found that with your daughter and son that as they get more understanding of life it, the grief changes yeah, I think it's uh, it's definitely a process and I, I can't help but think, you know, and wish that I'd done something, I don't know, I wish I'd done things differently, but I didn't know, you know, I know looking back now, I wish that I'd helped them better, but I think what I did was I, I took their grief on as well as my own. So I and put mine to the side. Sense. Yeah. Put, Put mine to the side, held theirs because I just wanted to protect them from such a traumatic experience that <clears throat> I didn't allow myself. And I don't know if that was beneficial for them either, but it is what it is and it's happened how it's happened. But I know my daughter, you know, she struggles to this day and she is getting help for it now. But um, I was quite surprised how how it developed and that, you know, with the trauma, the coping mechanisms that we can sometimes set up for ourselves that can be, you know, push it aside and disassociate with it and then move on. But then it's going to come up, isn't it? So anything that's put to the side will always be there. And that's why I think as society we've sort of been taught as well from a young age, it's like, what's wrong you know you'll be okay Shh, you, you know you'll you'll be right like let's not talk about it instead of saying how are you feeling right now you know what's going on can I you know how can I help you feel safer how can I help you come back to more alignment right now what can we do but with our kids if something scary is happening or something bad happens we just like what's wrong it's all good it's like you know yeah we just yeah. sort of we don't ask them to go back yeah. within and we're basically saying what you're feeling is wrong. Yeah. So then it separates them and in there, you know, when even when they're in that sort of we don't have any logic from that sort of young age, it's all sort of unconscious. It's like I hear, I feel, I see. We're making big decisions and beliefs about ourselves with no logic. And it's only until we sort of pass seven that we can have some logic 
on why things actually happen in life. And obviously, as we get older, we have a lot of logic yeah. and not a lot of feeling. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? It, it shuts down that and we get so stuck in our mind. And, and then that really makes it hard for us to navigate our feelings because we've never been shown how to feel. It's never been okay to be emotional or express. Or like for me, I was the other way where I was over-emotional. So I was like, oh, my God, you're so sensitive and you're too emotional and it's this and that. It's like, and no one knew how to deal with me. It was just I was everything was coming in and and everyone wasn't talking about it. So I was expressing it through my my body, you know. I like that, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, and you get it. So it's sort of like. (laughs) But as I got older, I realized it wasn't serving me. So really I had to go within and and figure out what my little girl truly believed about herself, which was she's not good enough. So part of me feeling even grief would bring up that I'm not good enough. And when I went back to my birth trauma, it was like being alive. I was going to die. So everything felt like a struggle for life in a sense. So... I can see why I've created a lot of struggle in my life. <laughs> and that's going back to those yeah. real unconscious beliefs that, you know, with the breath I got to uncover but then I could shift it out of my body. And I think not holding on to each emotion as it came up, as I navigated grief and really honoured it, I got to learn more about myself and how I could soothe myself and nurture myself through something where I'm not looking outside of myself or blaming the fact that my life is shit my mum's gone now everything's turned to shit and don't worry parts of me felt like that all the time it's like you know especially when you're running your own business and you've got two little kids and life does not stop because someone dies and I think that's the hard part and which is why I started that we talked about that breathe and breathe because it's it's a confronting thing to talk about grief. Yeah. Is it? But I think it's hard because people don't like to share feelings or feel feelings. And to me, if you can get in touch with your feelings, you're going to change your life. It's not to stay stuck in the emotion, but it's to be empowered in feeling it, so you can actually yeah. shift it, get it, kind out. of take a layer off your heart, so you yeah. can open to receive more and shift yeah. into a different you know, a part of yourself into a new vibration that you can start really feeling and living the life you want. Mm. But if you still got, you know, I suppose you're stuck in a sense and holding on to those beliefs about yourself and, and grief is a great one to stay stuck in because yeah. it can just manifest through every part of your life, like you say, and if you have no tools to navigate through it or the confidence to feel um, and I've just been really lucky to have done this work that I have seen all the gifts that grief has given me and what death actually is and I got to explore so much more which tapped me into a lot of what I'd suppressed in myself, in my mm. a lot of my gifts. But the human side of me still would love to have my mum back as you yeah. would your kids would like to have their dad back and you'd like to have your ex-husband back. It's like it doesn't take the human experience away, but if you can see and open to the gifts that it's given you and what their life has actually shown you to move forward, then you're not holding on to the past. You're not regretting. And you might regret how you navigated through that moment, but you did it perfectly in what your children need to experience right now. Yeah. 
you know, and with your awareness that you've created through your journey, now they're getting through your shifts are going to have the shifts that they're going to live their life a different way now. Yeah. So it's all perfect, even though it looks really freaking unperfect, but life is not perfect. It's messy. It's messy and it's beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that's the reality of it, isn't it, really? it is. And and I and just to end our conversation, um, you know, it's taking you deeper into your your work, which is you're a breath worker predominantly. I know you do other things. You mentor people, mm-hmm. help people on many levels. But uh, I guess the gift your mama gave you was to dive deeper into yourself to find out more about who you are and and what mm-hmm. an amazing courageous woman you are because you don't stop diving deep, and that's why. Think I love you because I love I love women that aren't afraid to um, tackle the hard stuff and to talk about the hard stuff. And I think you know you're a way shower. You need we need people like you out there to help people with with your modality, with your breath work. I'm getting emotional even now. Yeah, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> but it is it is powerful stuff. And I have had a breath work session with you, but I would like to do more sessions with you because I think, I think you understand the lung thing. <laughs> yeah. And I find it hard to take in life and, and in a deeper way and I think um, that's my journey, continual journey, is to take life in in a, in a bigger way and with more courage and fearlessness. And I think you do and I think you underestimate how much you impact people by what you already do and I think that we don't actually see that in ourselves and we think we need to spend more time reflecting on that and that's something that I've given myself a chance to do more because we're always we always get and shift and move and then we don't really see where we've come from and and I think for me diving deep inside myself I can only hold space in a sense or show people more into themselves to the level and the depth that I've gone correct and I think for me that's been my biggest journey because I was always like there's more I need to understand yeah and it's just been this evolving thing and sometimes I think am I freaking crazy like it's like but it's like I wouldn't really have it any other way because I'm getting to this stage now, and I don't know if it's because I'm getting closer to 50 or what it is. It's just that, but it's like, uh, I know, I wish I had it. I wish I had all this back in the body. Oh, that I had. don't we wish? Can't we oh, just, can't we? God. But the then, just, I know. And it's, but it's, I don't think the experience you can ever change. There's so much more information for our younger generation in the sense, but the experience and what you evolve into, you can't embody that without the experience it's, it's you can experience. embody so much yeah. but until you've actually lived and experienced the embodiment as you get older ships and i think yeah. that's where we're seeing now our generation that have had unconscious parents are moving we've been the bridge yeah. we've been the Absolutely. gap whereas yeah. a lot of the young crew now that are doing amazing things they they had more conscious parents and they had a different sort of upbringing so I feel like we're, you know, the kind of the bridge that have given a huge and it's just shifting so fast now. I think it's beautiful. It is. It's awesome. And it's been awesome talking to you, my love. Thank you so much. Opportunity and yeah. I know this many times and yeah. 
Yeah, and I love you, and thank you for uh, you know allowing me to come on and sharing, and I hope I offered some value. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. Thanks, love. Love you. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks. Oh, I've got to work out how to stop it now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bye, love. Bye.